Hello and welcome to Something Who podcast episode 74. I'm Richard. We're recording on the 29th of March 2023 and exactly 10 years ago to this day the DWO fan site said that a classic series related announcement was coming and hinted that it was missing episodes related. (gasps) Then in June of that year The Bleeding Cool website ran a story suggesting that a large number of missing Doctor Who episodes had been found. (gasps) Shortly after that, Ian Levine tweeted about three tonnes of evidence. An email purportedly (laughs) from a Radio Wiltshire DJ, but possibly of mixed authorship, was being passed between fans. And excitement on the forums reached fever pitch. Lots of rumours were being passed around, and the number of episodes found was often said to be 90. And then finally, in October, the Radio Times announced that the newly discovered lost Patrick Troughton episodes would be made available for digital download within a week. This was proof, surely, that all the rumours were true. But after The Enemy of the World and The Web of Fear were released, that was it. And ten years later, we still don't know the truth of it, and people still discuss their theories on forums. And there's a name given to this madness, the Omni-Rumour. So, on the 10th anniversary of it gaining broad publicity within fandom, I'm with two fellow sufferers. We've all spent more time than we care to recount pondering these matters. So, in this episode of Something Who, we'll chew over what we know for sure, what can't be true and some of the things that might be true. I guess we should introduce the others. First up we've got from the Missing Episodes podcast, Tim. Hey! Hello! You've got the other one. I was at the BFI a few months ago to watch the Time Meddler Mm -hmm. and in the presentations afterwards I think Frank Skinner was supposed to be presenting something, you know, hosting it or whatever. Mm. Yeah. And as Frank Skinner wasn't available Toby Haydock bounded to the stage and said, if there's a few words that can sum up <laughs> Toby's career, it's in lieu of Frank Skinner. So here we are, in lieu of, <laughs> in lieu of Paul Morris. Here I am. Good evening. Hello. Nice to yeah. see you. It's been a couple of weeks. We all had a beer a couple of weeks Good ago. Good to have we? you along. Nice. We did indeed, yes, at the Riverside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think in passing we we could definitely recommend those events run by the the Dwas at the Riverside. The, the first mm-hmm. of them was, was uh, very companionable. Met, met a few nice people there. Yeah, it was lovely. I'm still a little bit smitten by um, Maureen O'Brien. I thought she was delightful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she had, she, of, of all the people there, she had the story that was least familiar and it was, it was very interesting to hear from her. <laughs> yeah. Giles, I don't know. Um, I'm sure Nick, Nick, who was the slither, Evans, slither, Nick Evans, of course. Oh. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, uh, takes the biscuit for obscurity, but uh, I suppose yes. that's true. I suppose that's true. <laughs> so, Giles, how are you these days? Hello, I'm I'm all right. Yes, I've been the last two days. I've been hobnobbing with world-renowned cosmologists, and yeah. um, and tonight I've got you two. <laughs> The, the, the world-renowned <laughs> Omni-Rumorists. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Okay, well, I guess in opening this, it'd be interesting for each of us to talk about 
how we encountered the Omni rumor. And since I've had that interminable uh, introduction, then maybe uh, you, well, we'll start with you. Giles, we've got to stop making sex noises. We were doing it all through the intro. <laughs> I've finished. Okay. <laughs> uh, Charming. Well, I think Giles is probably not that we've discussed this at all. I was, but I think I was going to say, is, should I go first? Yeah, yeah go on. on I think Giles of, has got the good story for the intro. I, I don't know on the grounds of proximity, like you know, when I got started on it, because I, I came around to it before you did, Tim, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, sure. So 2011, Missing Believe Wipes, I was in Germany at the time and I had thought about going and then it clashed with it clashed with a pre-booked pre-Christmas Germany trip mm-hmm. and I um, came back from Germany. I don't think I'd actually checked, checked in online while I was out there and I came back to find the news section of the Doctor Who news page or whatever it was called back then. Proudly trumpeting the, the return of Airlock and Underwater Menace 2. Yeah. And that sort of set me off on one of my periodic, oh, I've got to get really into missing episodes and do some research of my mm. own and see whether maybe I can make a contribution or find out something that everyone's overlooked kind of thing. And so in about January of 2012, I was mooching around the internet. And at the time, I was on the Missing Episodes Forum, admin by Paul Venezis as well as on Galley Base or whatever it was called at the time. And I found a... I'd, I'd read the recent research about uh, TIE, Television International Enterprises, yeah. and I was kind of Googling around and trying to find anything like archive related to do with them, any you know any magazine articles or stuff like that, inspired of it by JP's work on broadcast. I'm thinking, well, I wonder whether I can unearth something. And I found this website... Um, Television International Enterprises Archives Limited. Right. Mm. And I, in all innocence, popped up on... I think I'd looked at Company's House and seen that TIE had gone defunct in about 1975 or so, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, probably. And um, I, in complete innocence, went on the went on the Missing Episodes forum and said, Hey guys, this looks interesting. And... Hilarity ensued. Uh, <laughs> I, I asked yeah, whether anyone else had, heard, had noticed this and whether or not anyone thought there might be a connection to the original TIE. And a person, I think... Am I safe in naming names? I, this is the thing I, wouldn't, I, I know who it is, but I wouldn't. Okay. Uh, just for safety. But I think yes, you can exactly. Discuss the, that's the thing. I think you can discuss this... the contents. Exactly. Because I have. Yeah, <laughs> got in touch and yeah, that's going to be a this is going to be a minefield throughout this, I guess. But got in touch and said yes, he he'd noticed it as well and had emailed them and had had this weird, weird email back from purporting to be from one Pamela Cash, claiming that all of their records had been lost in a fire, I believe in yep. if I remember correctly, yeah. and so they didn't so they didn't quite know what they had, which. On reflection, seems to be a garbled version of the story regarding, I believe, Singapore. If I'm, it's it's the Hong Kong, Kong archive. Hong Kong, fire. rather. Yes. yes. It's the Hong Kong archive. Sorry, fire. I'm. They had I, that's that's the problem with this. Watch, after, yeah. after, yeah, ten years later, I've, I've forgotten more than I ever knew. I think about all of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and anyway, so one th- one thing led to another, and 
because there was an address for this place on Company's House, and we all studied. You know, we all went. There was a there was a frenetic twenty four hours or so mm. when like we we all started looking and scouting a certain address in Wigan and uh, looking on Google Maps and Street View and all of these kind of things, which I think were fairly new technology at the time. We go, wow, you can look around Wigan on the on the <laughs> on, on the internet. Yeah, and it's then the safest way to do it. Let me tell you, I'm from the woods. <laughs> Wigan High Street on a Friday yeah. night needs to be avoided. Yeah, and then yes, within within about 24 hours, Paul Venezis came back from having been off doing something, and uh, obviously took one look at it and shut everything down. With where, you know, where's the effect of I can't leave you kids alone for <laughs> for hammer. a minute, Paul. can I? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so there was that, you know, it was just like, I think I briefly exchanged a, you know, an apologetic DM with him just saying, oh, you know, sorry if I put my foot in anything or whatever. (laughs) Could you fish any harder, Giles? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't really get a, um, didn't really get a, I think I might have got a polite cursory response, but, you know, it was like, yeah, (laughs) this isn't open for any further discussion. Right. And yes, as time went on, that sort of faded slightly from my mind, and then, and then, yeah, and then it all pops up again about, yeah, about two years later, really. I think it must have been the spring of 2013. The, the rumours started to circulate. There was the the post by Bob Jay in the Missing Episodes forum, I think, was the first one, which I believe was in March, when he, he said, oh, has anyone heard about, I think, Webb, and I can't remember what else was mentioned at the time mm. but it was it was like a, a smaller version it was it was something akin to akin to the infamous Marco enemy web mm. kind of grouping and I thought oh that's interesting and then the, yeah the rumor kind of the rumors started to circulate I guess and there got to be more and more speculation and I was pretty you know I was cynical throughout or you know if not cynical and skeptical yeah until I, uh, yeah, I think it, it was just, it's funny, all everything, looking back at the timeline to kind of slightly refresh my memory for this, it's funny how everything kind of escalated very, very rapidly in early June. Hmm. So obviously something something happened then, uh, because I went to the Fitzroy Tavern at the start of June, had a chat with a mate who shall remain nameless but is highly reliable, um, and a very old, you know, fan of very old school, very trust, you know, very trustworthy. And we have a mutual friend who is RT adjacent. Let's mm. put it that way. And he said, "Well, yeah, yes, that yeah, this is true. I've heard from this RT adjacent friend who is more more a friend of the friend than a friend of mine. But you know, we're, we're still, again, you know, very trustworthy people. You know, so not not anyone who'd be pulling your leg." And at that point, I started thinking, "Oh, there's something in this," and I think that was about the time I, I did my, wasn't a complete vault fast on, on the forums, but I started saying, "Yeah, I'm starting to lean towards the idea that there might be something, hmm. seriously about this," and that was, that was probably just about you know a few days, maybe 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 even, maybe a week before, the bleeding cool story. Which mm. um, then sort of suddenly 
but the whole thing about not you know about large numbers of episodes, not ninety at that time, mm. but um, put that whole thing into the into the ether. Mm. Yeah, and off off we kind of went from there, and I think because of the looking back on it, I think because of the fact that there was something to the Marco Enemy Web yeah. story, or at least the Enemy Web <laughs> Enemy Web bit of it, and that seemed very well sourced. That seed of belief was there. Then, when someone else came along, saying, "Well, they had a, they had good sources, and and we're hearing it was sixty, or you know, or numbers like that." So well, I think pick we, a number. We then, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. But I think then we were primed to primed yeah. to sort of grasp it and say, "Oh, it couldn't possibly be true." But also, you know, start dreaming, yeah, yeah. following the wildest fantasies. Yeah. But, so, so, so what about you then, Tim? Hmm. Quick potted history. I only came back into fandom. Well, no, I started getting back into Doctor Who around 2008, and I started catching up with what I could find online. Mm-hmm. And in about 2010, I won a load of money mm-hmm. at poker. You know, a load of money, loads of money. Uh, it was a good win. Anyway, so I bought the entire DVD range to that point. Right. And I also bought wiped. Uh-huh. And I demolished Wiped in a couple of days. And at that point, it must have been late 2010, something like that. At that point, I went on my first ever forum, and that was the Missing Episodes Forum. Mm-hmm. And so I devoured everything on there. And Giles didn't mention, but there were these things called the Africa Search Threads. Oh, um, of course, yes, yeah. Which were, I think the first one was 2009, 2010 something like that so I read all of those and what they did was Paul positioned Paul Venezes positioned as the the coordinator of this worldwide search involving Philip Morris involving Fiat mm-hmm. the UN film body whatever they call Fiat IFTA and documenting country by country where they have searched both from a remote perspective and with a boots on the ground search so that was pretty interesting and exciting mm. And then I do remember the TIE thread and people talking about bicycle hubs and that getting mm. shut down. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Yeah, that came into it. Mm. And then I was at work and I uh, clicked on BBC News and it said two episodes of Doctor Who found. And I thought, God, this missing episode stuff is easy, isn't it? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Here's two more. Anyway, mm. about a year passed by of reading those threads and mm. then someone messaged me to say... Two episodes have been found in Australia, mm. I think he said. Anyway, I thought nothing of it. And then the Doctor Who online thing happened. Right. And I switched over to Gallifrey Base, where I was extremely both cynical and sceptical. <laughs> and was poo-pooing these idiots who were saying, well, you know, mm. don't always believe what's said. And then at some point, do you remember on the Missing Episodes forum, David Stead mm. spoke up. I remember that being a major moment where mm. David Stead pointed out a number mm. of obfuscations that had happened involving his returns. And I think some of that was deleted, but some of it magnanimously was kept on. Uh, and, and, and yeah, it just escalated. And my approach was more... Well, let's stop saying who's told what to who. 
because that will quickly get out of control. But is this possible? Mm. Is it plausible what is being suggested that certain mm. episodes have been found in certain countries? And so I enjoyed the company and and talking to the likes of Giles, others on the forum. Mm. Richard, you came along a little bit later in my timeline. But we started trying to crack the question of whether this could be possible rather than listening to the rumours. Enjoying the rumours, but trying to work out whether it's possible. So then scrutinising John Preddle's website. Hmm. and you know what he knew about bicycling at the time and then I'm, I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning Charles Daniels started communicating with me hmm. mm-hmm. and it got to the point where Charles and I were having two or three phone calls a week where Charles would explain in his very enthusiastic way the conspiracy theory and the conspiracy theory was that episodes have been found all over the place and to distract attention from what is going on in Africa involving Philip Morris, they'd say that an archive had been blown up. So lo and behold, we then start looking at Sierra Leone Mm -hmm. and we can't find a record of an archive being blown up. Sorry, a TV archive being blown up, which is correctly called the film store. And so we couldn't find that. And so there was a bit of a kerfuffle for a week or so on Gallifrey Base, wasn't there, where, where me and another guy were, were saying, we can't find any evidence of yeah. of Sierra Leone being destroyed. And then a few months later, a picture of Philip Morris at Sierra Leone turned up. And we started looking how the telling of the story had shifted slightly. And so I did get I did get quite into that and the conspiracy side of things. And yeah, took it from there, really. And and the problem was, in terms of the forums, that the people, and we're not here to bash anyone, but the people who got NME and Web right then continued for another two years, yeah. saying this is coming, that is coming, and it's all coming. Well, I could go on from there, but it's all become a lot clearer in retrospect. And maybe as we crack on, we'll be able yeah. to tell what we found out between us or what we think the actual truth of the matter was. But yeah, it was highly exciting times. Uh, my poker career in 2013 was going off the boil because of the change in style in online poker. But it didn't half he- it didn't half hinder matters that you go to play poker at night when America was online and mm. Gallifrey Base was churning <laughs> yeah. hundred pages a day or yeah, something like that. Pages and pages. It was it was almost was a full time occupation, wasn't it? Back in. Uh, and that mm. was highly exhilarating, yeah. really highly exhilarating, and waiting for all these crumbs to come out. Mm. It was daft in retrospect, yeah, because I think the general feel, the, the the general sweep of opinion was that there was some vast conspiracy with the BBC at the heart of it, and this nameless mm. corporation that that was holding on to these ninety episodes. Mm. And really, in retrospect, 10 years on, you see that really it boils down to the activities of a couple of nerds. And I mean that with love, because I'm a nerd. But mm. but really, in, in retrospect, as time went on, it, it, it just showed how daft those initial rumours were about what the BBC are hiding from everyone and working on. Mm-hmm. And really, we are in the hands of one man. How many restoration teams is it this week? Absolutely, the invention <laughs> of restoration team upon restoration yes. team because so and so had denied it and they couldn't plausibly mm. deny it and be lying. 
and mm. so there were four or five or six companies that we were yeah. told were doing the restorations and so on but i think there's a question later on where we get to that what was the turning yes. point and i can talk to that mm. uh, but yeah highly exhilarating times i met you chaps through it yes i met lots of people through it uh, which has been really good it's really how i got into any sort of organized organized fandom so mm. i'm grateful for it for that and and not to mention the nine episodes that that came back yeah. which is a which is a fantastic haul by any measure yeah we should turn this around and ask you richard you yes know. well i guess i mean i was either very early to the party or very late depending on which way you look at it in that i got i i obsessed on the um the DWO announcement in 2007 about the return of Web. Oh yeah, uh, it, and, and it and it Ooh. kind of I, it, 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 <laughs> because, because, because I thought, yeah, I mean that 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 would be that be fascinating if true. And I remember following that up, you know, several times in the ensuing years to see if anything had come of that. Um, but it, but obviously, it all went very quiet. This you know, the, the next thing I guess. Well, it paid off in 2013. Well, indeed, but <laughs> but it but it was probably it was probably June 2013 before I became aware of this set of rumours that we're talking about, mm. and it was probably a further six months after that. I mean, I, I I was very much caught up in in the madness you've described, and and you know reading, you know tens or even hundreds of pages of posts a day during that period. But it was probably about December time of 2013 when the reveals had happened and then the other reveals hadn't happened and it was it was a bit perplexing that was when I started to actually post myself and but I guess my because I didn't have a, a huge amount of at that stage of um, wisdom to bring I went the other way and just sort of pointed fun at the of some of the kind of craziness that was going on top 10 lists yeah 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 so mm -hmm. the, 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 oh, ten, yeah. The, the 10 daftest things that have happened or whatever you, yeah, you so. wanted a top 10 or a top 5 recounting of the reasons that web 3 is missing <laughs> yeah. as told by philip morris yeah, yeah. <laughs> all different yeah <laughs> so so that was a yeah that, i guess that was the sort of thing i was into for, for, for a bit but but yeah i mean and and i'd say similarly to you tim it, it brought me actively into phantom I, i've been a very solitary fan i'd say over you know almost 50 years of of uh, watching doctor who but but only in the last 10 really really you know getting to know other people who do do the same thing yeah 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 so one of the things that that you did tim to to mm. uh, spark some interest from uh, you know our, our potential uh, listening public was to to put a, a poll on twitter and yeah. you asked people do you still think there's more doctor who to come from mr morris yeah yeah that i guess he would have had to have been sat on for more than 10 years by now and you gave people a binary choice of yes or no yeah. and interestingly i guess just under a third 32.3 percent of people said yes 67 points 7% of people said no and that was out of 443 votes so you 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 got a lot of people to um to answer the the point remarkable isn't it that just shows how how deep it got under people's skin yeah i think that 10 years on a third of those participants still think he's he's got something that shows i think the strength of of the arguments at the time yeah and i dare say it would have been interesting to poll this in 2014 yeah. Uh, the figures would be certainly reversed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe at the end we can reveal our hands and which way we voted. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, the, the, for me, I guess the thing is that there's no incontrovertible evidence that's going to direct you either way. I mean, it has to be an opinion because, you, you know, there's there's no way of puzzling it out from what we know for sure. But but we will talk about about what we what we yeah. what we think having done that puzzling. Yeah, I mean, I think I I take there is uh, there's plenty of evidence that points you in both directions. Yes, indeed. Some of it are first-hand accounts, and some yeah. of it is is logic if you favour what's been said and study what has been said and assume that to be purely factual then you would arrive at the conclusion that there's more but mm. then you know the brain kicks in and, and logic kicks in and you arrive at the conclusion that there isn't perhaps so anyway mm. perhaps at the end we can say we can show our hands uh, yes. and, uh, and our thinking and, and and so on, and it'll probably have the same result as the poll across the three of us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's let's get in then to some of the questions. So also, Tim, you you, you suggested people should to ask questions of us that we could answer in the course of this discussion. Yeah. So we've got a couple maybe to 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 start things off. The the first from Seventh Son, you just said. WTF was that all about? And then perhaps <laughs> more more pertinently, uh, or more to the slightly more to the point, Matthew Purchase says, "What caused the rumours to circulate? Was it a case of people wanting it to be true, so it became true to their eyes?" Um, brief thoughts on that. Well, I have thoughts. The what caused the rumours to circulate was that everybody from top to bottom was talking about it. Yeah. Mm. Philip yeah. Morris was talking about it, Paul Vanessa yes. was talking about it, the restoration yes. team were talking about it, and so they told other people, and that's how it happened. Mm. There is absolutely no doubt, to my mind, having spoken directly to or directly to friends of, that people of that level yeah. believed that there were tranches of missing episodes still to come. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've. it's hard to find in the public domain, but... Steve Roberts said on Radio Free Scaro, he's absolutely yeah. certain. There was a bit of a Blackadder courtroom moment, wasn't it? You know when yes. George is defending uh, Blackadder <laughs> and he says, um, I'm sure that you will find that Captain Blackadder is absolutely guilty and sits down and then the paper turns over and he carries on with, of nothing more <laughs> than trying to do his job under yeah. difficult circumstances. Well, there was a, a, a bit of a Steve Roberts moment on a Radio Free Scaro interview, wasn't there? Where he said... I'm Marco, absolutely certain that Philip Morris has got Marco Polo. Uh, uh, because there were so many copies about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so he, yes. uh, I, I think, it, I think it, well, hmm. I, well, Steve can challenge me on this if he wants, but I think absolutely, I, I, I think, I believe that these rumours circulated because everybody thought they were true. Hmm. What, yes. what, what caused the explosion was when they entered into the public domain. Yes. And and that was probably the bleeding call thing, even though I don't I, I didn't know who they were at the time. Yeah. But that was when it started being printed in outlets. Mm. That's when it really went crazy. I mean, it even got on the BBC, didn't it? Uh, yes. The, the BBC mm. Lizo piece said that episodes have been found in Ethiopia. Sky mm. News had it that hundred episodes have been found in Africa, and so on and so forth. So you know. It wasn't a case of wishful thinking, unless it was Philip Morris's wishful thinking. Yeah, and so so I think Tim, that's that that's the key point to answer to that question. Yeah. It wasn't just fans who idly 
came up with an idea and then circulated around. It came directly from people who plausibly knew what was going on. Hmm. And then, of course, it was amplified by other stuff. Amplified know, and, and, and invented and, upon and, yes, and so on. Yeah. But, but the, at the kernel of it, it, it you know, it, it was coming from, from credible sources. And, yeah. and Johnny um, on, on Twitter also asked if we were going to talk about the effect of ble- the Bleeding Eagle article, which we've, we've just done. Yeah. Yeah, I think to speak to the the sort of wider spread when it all when it all took off and and gripped us all like a collective mania. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think the problem I think there were there were a couple of things, and I'm not sure I don't have the insight of whether or not they whether or not the powers that be, as it were, were looking were suddenly looking at it and whether they viewed it as self you know like well, hang on now now everyone's going on about it. It must be even more true, or whether they suddenly thought, oh my God, we've created a monster. But I think the problem is some of the seeds were sown with the way they handled the 2011 returns. Yes. And lovely though the surprise was, undoubtedly, for you know, the, the surprise unveiling, it was nevertheless, it set a... Yes. It set, it set a precedent for... Because I think Paul Venezes said had said things that were obfuscatory in the run up to that to avoid yeah. Uh, yeah. to avoid to avoid giving away the secrets. It, it set a, it set a massive precedent for okay if if stuff comes back they're not going to necessarily we're not going to know about it immediately and they are not going to necessarily tell us the truth or the you know they may well Paul I mean you know there's a good hobby to be have of, of analyzing Paul's posts. Yes, yeah. With yeah. you know, with due respect and, and deference whole... to the missing episodes commander in chief, but mm. he didn't half wind people up and enjoy mm. doing it. I mean, mm. in the run up to the web reveal, mm. he said, "I can't remember the exact wording, but everyone will be disappointed to know that web mm. won't be screened on BBC Three because it hasn't been found complete and restored or something mm. yeah. like yeah. that." Mm. Uh, and he said that in the knowledge that Web Three yeah. hadn't been returned. Mm. Yes. There's a, a favourite post which Giles actually found back in the day of mine where, you know, we looked at what Paul had said on the yeah. Missing Episodes forum. And yeah. while Philip Morris was there in Africa getting whatever he'd found, someone said, oh, I can't remember the exact wording, but it's something like, I bet Paul has found half of season five on a yes. shelf in Nigeria. Mm. Yeah. And Paul's response was, unfortunately, I haven't. because philip morris had and and so there's lots of those where i think they show a potential for paul to be off the mind that there were other episodes to come back Mm. and it's very hard to the problem is if you're trying to keep one if you're then trying to keep one secret about marco you know about enemy and web it's very hard to it's then very very hard to even if even if you were minded to, even if by that point he was of the opinion that nothing else was coming back, it's very hard to sort of keep you know keep one keep one thing a lot you know one plate spinning whilst effectively shutting down mm. the wilder the wilder fantasies. Yeah, it's really without hard. without people going. Oh, in that case, you know, you've given away. But yeah. they were in a very tough position, uh, all of them. Mm. To be fair, uh, yeah, and I'm sure if they if they had their time again. Mm. They perhaps plead the fifth mm. and just keep dumb yeah. completely, but it's very, very, very difficult. 
mm. uh, very difficult position to be in to deny that 90 episodes are back but really we've got nine yeah, mm. yeah very tough mm. very hard okay so so moving things on a little bit the, there's three questions following that are sort of in a similar vein so john rivers asked what was a deal with a certain super fan getting excited at a shipping container notice specifically how much it weighed real mark heavingham or heavingham says what became of the 40 foot container and the contents shipped to liverpool and lance says was there really a huge cache of film cans and if so what was really on them <laughs> want to take some of that <laughs> how long have we got I mean, there's there's a real container in there, isn't there? Because because mm. you know we we know that Phil Morris had asked for a quote. Right. There what there what there were a couple of different shipments. So yeah, there is. I, th- it, I think as a reminder, yeah, because yeah. all, all I can do is yeah set the context, which was that some enterprising fan you know was digging around and found a company called Sea Crates, I believe that um, Sea Rates, Sea Rates yeah. rather yeah. that that was that is used for obtaining shipping quotes and stuff like that and they found evidence of of phil at least getting a quote for a three-ton there's, there's, a, there's a custom there was also well, the, there was also the baker box wasn't that yes. oh is there right because the baker box came back through customs in 20, yeah, that's a different one earlier 2011 yes. and then i think i'm not sure whether whether anyone knows absolutely concretely so so was there actually Concrete evidence for that? Yeah. There, 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 there's also a, a yes, a, a, a customs notice that, that attests the fact that, that there was right. a large shipment too. Because then subsequently, a bunch of you know some you know, bad actors of various sorts found that you could generate quotes on the fly. Yes, that's right. And um, yeah, which didn't. And then later matches. on, later on, another one, a genuine one, was found, which I'll, I won't talk about because it'll drive huh? us down a, a blind alley. Okay. Yeah. But <clears throat> so the C rates quote said that 40 tons of films have been shipped from um three tons sorry uh, excuse me (laughs) three tons of film have been shipped from nigeria to liverpool yeah Mm. now he was asked about that on the kaleidoscope documentary that went out the one that had dick fiddy saying there are tons and tons of films that he's found and then they had mm. to re-record it didn't they and the, the episode that's on my shelf the, the copy that's on my shelf is a slightly redacted version but mm. Philip Morris owned that owned up to that he said they're things that happen all the time mm. so quick posit history there was on Rhubarb's forum there was a gentleman by the name of Baker who worked in a I think it was DHL depot in Liverpool and mm. a large package was received and it was from Nigeria uh, Nigeria to Zambia to Liverpool was it? Yeah. And this chap turned up and very ebulliently said, "There's Doctor Who in there, missing Doctor Who. You'll hear about it next year." And then when Philip's name started surfacing again, he popped up again to say, "That's the guy. That's the guy." <laughs> <laughs> and then that marries quite nicely with the C rates quote, which is was from Abuja, I think, to Liverpool. Now you can map these over the sort of story that's been told about Nigeria in the, the the stations are all visited in one of them is found some Doctor Who they try to extract it they put it in a package and send it to Zambia where there is a, a tier operation mm. and try and expedite that and then the process in Nigeria was to sh- empty out all of the TV stations, send them mm. to Abuja, and then get it shipped en masse to 
Wigan mm. where it would be sorted mm-hmm. and so that kind of makes sense I don't want to really go on about what doesn't make sense but maybe we'll get to that later yes so the, I, I personally believe the sea rates quote is absolutely genuine because Philip mm. said it was yeah. Mm. There's that interview from round about the time of the Web and Anime thing from with the father in law saying we've got hundreds of films at the moment and it you know, they come and go. Gosh. Oh yes. Yes. Mm. Uh, so which which also su- you know, is suggestive of a similar sort of regime yeah, going and on. So that's Casturbus with a K podcast, they interviewed a tier representative who said we've got hundreds of films back at tier. Things have been delayed by a change of premises, did he say that? Something like that. But we're just negotiating with copyright holders to get them back. Yeah. That's yeah. from the horse's mouth. Yeah. It's from the horse's father in law's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. We might, I guess we might come to uh, Ian Levine in, in, in uh, a moment, but, but uh, we've had some questions also about Phil Morris. Um, Socrates said, Can you explain? Philip Morris, the man, the myth, and the mything episodes. Nice little uh, uh-huh. pun there. And uh, David Gala said, whatever happened to the reports of Phil Morris producing a tell-all book? Um, I, I might briefly talk to Phil Morris, given that I, I met him briefly at the um, BFI. And I would say two or three things about him. One, he's taller than I expected. I mean, he's not as tall as, as you or I, him but you know nonetheless he was he was over six feet and and um you know you're he, saying he, he's even playing on his shorts <laughs> no, 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 uh, 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 you are also pretty tall but but but, but in in my you know as, as i look straight ahead if, uh, if five yeah. feet is tall yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, basically, yeah. we're basically just lined up like the um like the class sketch at the moment uh, <laughs> <laughs> i know my so, place he also had very blue eyes. I remember that much. And he and he was he, he, was, he was quite he was, he was quite. Don't look uh, around the eyes. Look into the eyes. He was quite affable, but he but it, there was also you know there's there's something that strangely persuasive about him. I thought as well. And uh, I mean, basically, I thanked him for returning the, the the two stories that he had returned, or most of them anyway. And he said this one thing to me which was what you've seen so far is just the tip of the iceberg i mean not really very dissimilar from lots of things he said to other people too mm. subsequent to to that to that day that i met him in in 2018 the only thing that he has returned is the the, the talk of the town with um what the scaffolds called? scaffold yes. and now I, I mean no one is saying that he promised he had more Doctor Who. He just said, what you've seen is a tip of the iceberg. I mean, he could have lots of old films that have no interest to anyone at all. But if, you know, if if that was a tip of the iceberg, the iceberg has not yet melted, I guess. But at the same event, didn't he also cause some confusion in what lighting the blue touch paper meant? Yeah, well, he said that they're about to light the blue touch paper and subsequently said what he meant was... This, these things you're about to see were are pretty exciting, but pretty much everybody imagined that what he actually meant was it's the start. This is the start of a much bigger set of returns. I and mean, who knows mm. what he actually meant at the time? Because you know we, we we won't be able to say. So these were sorry. Was this this was the Morecambe Wise in 2018? And he also yes. he also announced he mm. found a Citizen Smith. Uh, sorry, excuse me, a Citizen James. Citizen and, James and uh, mm. some. Harry Worth. Harry Worth. 
and so on. Rack now, trade. And, and then he said he'd found one down the back of a filing cabinet yes, in Monte Carlo and or something. something in Monte Carlo <laughs> and something else, and you know, uh, under a couch somewhere else. And Coincidentally, while playing back of that with Omar Sharif. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting, that's 2018. Yes. But the Harry Worths were found in Joss. Mm-hmm. I know that because of reasons. Mm. And so when you start thinking, well, can someone sit on something for 10 years and yeah. not hand it over? Well, he sat on something for five years at least, or seven yeah. years. So they, years. Were found, they were found at the same time as... Same time as Weapon Enemy. And we don't have to take your word for it, Tim, because we know that at the same time he returned that Basil brush with the kinks on it, and he told Matthew Sweet about that in in, in 2013. So that's at least five years before it was returned. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, this is a man with staying power. This is a man who can sit on things for a while. Yeah. I'm not saying that that proves a point, but I think it's worth pointing out that yeah. if he found it, if he was, if if Tia were in Joss at twenty eleven in twenty eleven, as he said, then seven years later he was still releasing material found there. Hmm. Four, uh, five years after he'd previously said released something that had been found there. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Yeah. And, I mean, we're still waiting for his book. I think we will wait a long time for that. I mean, my, my I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit charitable about him. I mean, you know, there's there's reasons why he wouldn't necessarily have to be. He's, I mean, for me, he's in the same tradition or as someone like Tom Baker in that he tells, he's, he's a storyteller. Yeah. Rather, he's not into accurate, dis, you know, descriptions of what, of what he's done. Yeah. So, you know, he, he, he's always trying to make, something you know into an entertaining story for you and and as a result of which you tend to get a different version every time you hear it so i think it, it's it's going to it would be very hard now even if he did write a book to 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 feel that it was a definitive account because it, he's going to organize it to tell the best story rather than necessarily uh, you know the exact facts so yeah i mean i i don't think a book is is ever coming but if it if it did i don't think it necessarily would get to the, the nub of the truth anyway yeah he did say the story will be told in words pictures and this but he's just not a knuckle down and write a book kind of guy is he mm. which which is frustrating because i'm as interested in the story as i am in in seeing the episodes yeah. but um you know such it is it's not going to happen one day there might be a a wiped 3d that that updates enemy and web and maybe a bit more but yeah okay some more questions darren lit roundall said why oh why couldn't it have been true and i guess we've we've, we've partly answered well some of it was true and some Nine's of it wasn't good yeah mm. bedweer gullage says did we all get a bit excited with some wishful thinking and he, he also says how do we have three episodes of dmp but nothing from marco poe isn't that against the odds well, no, we didn't get excited with wishful thinking. It might there might have been a bit of uh, confirmation bias there, but mm. no, this was this was from the top. And did and having three episodes of DMP, but nothing from Marco Polo goes against the odds. I, I don't think so. We know for a fact that there were how many is it? Three, four, five, ten. There were at least four episodes of of, of Dalek's Master Plan in the UK in the early seventies. 
mm-hmm. uh, because we've got some of them. Yeah. Oh, in episode two, five. So it feels about right. Marco Polo, the, there will be copies everywhere is a bit of a busted myth, isn't it? Because mm. They, mm. they bicycle, but also there's a question of whether the suppressed field copies were recalled mm. and junked. So I, I know what he means. It's frustrating there isn't Marco Polo because it was sold everywhere, but I'm, I'm mm. quite... I'm quite at peace with why we have Dalek's Master Plan and not Marco Polo. Mm. I think we're fortunate that at least you know, it's been very frustrating that Phil has not written his tell or, or revealed, but yeah, that we've not had a had sight of the paperwork that potentially could have been unearthed during yeah. the search, which would have settled a lot of things. But but fortunately, we've had you know people like Richard Molesworth and um, John Peddle continuing the search. In the meantime, yeah. that that seemed to you know the the fact the Omni Rumor was able to take holes. Mm. I think it was slightly a unique thing of the fact that broadcast a lot of us were just discovering broadcasts for the mm. first time at that time, and that was putting an awful lot of stuff into the public domain or allowing people to do their own research. Do you own research? Well, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I love. Uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah. But at the same, yeah. But it's also, it was able to spread in part because of ignorance of the things that we didn't know then that we do know now. Thank goodness, due to due to the continued research of folks like John. Yeah, I think which have settled at least settled settled some things. Yeah. Okay, a few more questions. So, from the archive, says we should talk about how some fans put every fibre of their belief system into the Omni rumor. I, I guess yes. I mean people did become quite invested in it mm. and says when we did the others missing episode mini cast and broke down how the omni rumor was fake people got really angry for for putting for us putting out the truth it got really vicious it was sharks versus jets it was personal mm. it yeah. was naysayers you got dismissed if you yes. were a naysayer yeah. didn't you there I was think. uh I know everyone and broke into little groups or had little groups mm. and, and, and was working behind the scenes, but there was one particular group which formed which wanted to get the truth out there, so so one person would pop up and say, My source says this and then other people who had read the same information in the same group would then pop up to verify it. Mm. So ah, two people are saying it, it must be true. It was weird. Mm-hmm. And it got so angry and bitter mm. to the point where there was of fragmentation of the forums and things like that. Yeah, when in that October day when Enemy and Web were revealed, one guy who was one of the one of the real assholes involved, if I can say that on your podcast, mm. Richard said you, you his, his to... only response was, "Is that all?" Mm. Right, uh, which was remarkable. I was mm. I was drunk on fine shabbly. Uh, <laughs> in tears, watching yeah. Patrick mm. Trout and Frolic in the in the sea, yeah. and someone else's first response was, "Is that all?" Yeah. I think yeah. it's um, yeah, it's interesting. I, mean, I did a bit of del- delving back into into the forums and the very early iterations of the Missy episodes mega thread from around the time when all this was breaking, and yeah, and it's interesting. You see it there, and and I used to be. So going off on a slight tangent, but back it back in the nineties, I read the Holy Blood and the Holy Grail, and me and me and a few friends spent a good long time obsessing about it. Go, wow, this is amazing! And I mean, that was a 
early experience of conspiracy theories and we right. we got a couple of yeah, you know, I guess. It was all bollocks, but we kind of grew out of it. We actually got a couple of couple of nice lads' holidays down in Rendell Chateau. Uh-huh. Which, which is a lovely part of the world. And we did see Henry Lincoln wandering around uh-huh. occasionally in his multifunction gilet. <laughs> and so did you find it? So hmm? no, 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 no. Sadly, well, what you don't know is you are, you, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, Giles. Mm. But you, you are remarkably youthful for a man of your your advanced years. <laughs> yeah. You know. There's uh, no well, way. Yeah. There's no way that that anyone would think you're older than me. But you're at least twenty <laughs> or thirty years older than me. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not uh, sure, yes. I'm not sure you haven't got it. But but like um yeah like old Julian Glover, I can never leave this chamber. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, so it's not Julian Glover, is it? But the night, like the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I was getting them mixed up, but anyway, that was that was an early thing. And the slightly depressing thing is, one looks at QAnon and things like that these days, and yes. anti-vaxxers and and so on. And there's this thing, and looking back at some of these things from around the time when 2012, 2013, yep, yeah, it's it's true that people sometimes actively got angry at people for pointing out the truth. Hmm. And uh, I I could see I was having a few conversations with people, and I was saying, look, you know, this guy is, you know, somehow. The fact someone was pointing out the logical flaws in, in a story, yeah, they were getting angry at them for this, and saying, yeah. "Oh yes, but you can just yeah, but look at the stuff that could be true." I said, "No, but you can't apply this." Yeah, they were looking at the stuff that they, they were kind of cherry picking the the elements of a story that they wanted to be true. And when anyone yeah. when anyone came along and said, "Well, yeah, but that's factually wrong," and they were saying, "Yes, but this bit could be factually right," and and somehow. Acting like that was there was there was an equation, you know, like a, a balance to be yeah. made there, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and they 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 were getting actively angry at the idea that people would poo-poo it, and I just can't get to grips with the idea that you'd want yeah. to live in a beautiful fantasy, or you know, or, or a terrible fantasy because you know, yeah. what if it's all true? And we're, yeah, and we're all of us getting older while while Philip Morris sits on. 90 episodes that are turning to vinegar. You also had the situation with those damned Ubers. Oh, Uber God, fans yeah. And all yes. that stuff. And, they, and, you know, if they denied anything, mm. well, they would say that. Yeah. You know, it was just this impossible feedback loop of mm. not ruling anything out, which is mm. how we ended up with, we've got five copies of Marco Polo coming and, <laughs> and wait for it. Mm-hmm. Two of Dalek's master plan, one of which was found in Ireland. Oh yes. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's... yeah. Two copies of um, oh, what was it? Something glued together. Yes, yeah, two, two copies. Of, yes, eleven, 11 and twelve, 12 stuck together yeah, or something. Stuck together. <laughs> so, when we're talking about Uber fans, we we you managed to um, get a, a response from Johnny Morris on Twitter. <laughs> He said, why would someone who has genuinely found missing episodes feel the need to make up other discoveries? I still don't know the answer to that one. We're, that's something our solicitors have advised to move on to the next question, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I guess on the, on the subject of wild rumours, our friend Anthony Carroll asks how many people were at the screening of Power of the Daleks around Gates' house. <laughs> Was it Gates' house, or was it at the BFI, or was yeah. it not at the BFI? Was it at the BFI, but in a secret room out the yes. back? 
Mm. Is Dalek Master Plan 11 and 12 still stuck together? Mm. Is Marco Polo still ice, ice tunes ready? <laughs> what, what were the three M's? Was it 0, 42 or 97? Mm. Yeah. I mean, all, I guess, iterations of strange things that people thought at some time. Well, let's just, let's, let, on, on what I said earlier, let's just assume that the, the, the people involved believed, for whatever reason, that there was a tranche of episodes coming along and that tranche two would be, say, Marco Polo, Mythmakers and the Massacre. Mm. But within a week or two, it had been repeated on other forums as the Macro Terror because people can't keep three facts in their head. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, 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 it's hopeless. It, once it gets on the forums, it's, it's done. <laughs> I guess, I guess it's it's also this this strange phenomenon of there being so many missing stories with an M in the title that yeah. that, 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 that you know that it was quite easy. Uh, Simon Hart says the same thing. What, what, why was it the stories beginning with M that were singled out for likely return? And I, I think you've explained it very well, there, Sim. It's just that that, that, that you you you, uh, you hear one beginning with M and then you think of something else beginning with M and you you mm. concatenate the two or get them mixed up or yeah. something. I mean, you can you can trace the just with regards to the zero forty two or ninety seven kind of thing you can if one goes into the deep cuts of things that were circulating earlier you can trace the evolution yeah of it i know yeah, i yeah. guess you can you can see the numbers increase and and you know like uh, rumors of a lot of a lot of hartnell in circulating in 2012 mm, yeah you know and then getting the you know and then, you know, suddenly going from the 30s to the to the 40s when um enemy and web Suddenly, were added to that pile and things like that. So you can yeah. you can yeah. see why. But but people picking up different elements of the story at different times, and I think and the problem was you know some probably well-meaning fans actually as clearing houses for for rumours absolutely and, like, and yeah. putting stuff out there. Yeah. But the problem is that you know as you say you know as you say I mean there there are undoubtedly some bad actors. Involved spreading, you know, and mm. you know, potentially one very infamous fan hoaxer being involved on some yeah. levels, yeah, and and also, yeah, just just the inability to to really source check if if everything's going on behind the scenes and everything is increasingly fragmented for potentially, you know, potentially understandable reasons that no, you know, no one wants to come out and mm. and say things on a on a public forum, but if if they tell if they tell three people and they instantly become that that person's yes. Yeah, then you've got three people who say, Well, I've got a source that says this yes. and suddenly they're mutually mutual confirmation. Yeah. You know, and you've like, got well, a clearing well, clearinghouse is an excellent phrase because you've got the bad actor who you're probably mm. thinking of piping in information mm. to the system and someone acting as a clearinghouse picking out the stuff that sounds most plausible. So yeah. <laughs> We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, here's a clip. What was the wildest or weirdest theory you heard to come out of the Omni Room? Should I tell a naughty story? So, and then very Pete Lambert asks a, an interesting question, which was, when did your optimism peak, and what was the trigger for it starting to recede? Well, sure, I mean, eight months is a long time, isn't it? Eight months till the 60th. Uh, Meltham Rob asked about, will we ever see the return of Web of Fear episode three? We could role-play it, Giles.
certainly yeah okay hello could I, hello do you have any doctor who missing episodes there uh, yes. Uh, yes, I do actually. It's just been found we've got ten. Well, ten yes, episodes. Yes. Oh, that's excellent. Could you steal one for me? <laughs> Are you sure, sir? I've got ten here. 